0: Steph, you look pretty sharp out there, still got the bandage on, but how do you rate your chance while we're 16 days out from the first game? Are you expecting you're going to be on the pitch for game one?
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to be doing everything I can to get up to fitness levels, I think the... um I guess the delay to the season's obviously helped me. Um, And, you know, I'm feeling good out there. I guess the big thing is just getting some match minutes. We've got a a game tomorrow night, um, which is gonna be great. Hopefully I play some minutes there and then next week, another week of training. So, you know, I'll put my hand up for selection. It's just whether the, I guess the physios and sports science and coaches think it's the the smartest thing to do.
0: Just how frustrating was it to have to have not heal properly and then go in for surgery during the, pre- the off
1: season? Yeah it was really frustrating. I guess that everyone said the um the entire time that it should heal. I guess it's a, meant to be a um a good healing bone um as long as you're not running on it and after six weeks it didn't heal at all so it was pretty frustrating but I guess the uh the best thing for me when I had the surgery is they said it's a 99 percent chance that it's going to heal then so I was happy to take that um you know, take the surgery and know that I was going to be out here um, in six to eight weeks. So it's um, frustrating, but I'm glad that I'm back out here now and feeling good. What was it explicitly said? Um, So last preseason, I got a, I guess, a crack in my fibula, which I missed six or eight weeks in preseason and then came back. And then after probably playing for a month or two, I then got another knock on it and they're not sure if it recracked it or it just never healed properly. And yeah, it was just pretty frustrating to play with but it was something that it felt okay some games and then other games it felt like I was uh hobbling for the whole 90 minutes so yeah it, it is what it is and uh, now I'm I'm happy that I can run normally so yeah you know I, I guess it's one of those things where I felt like you know I could play um to a certain extent um probably not the way I was playing at the start of the season but the coaches wanted me to play and I was happy to do that. I think it was one of those ones where the team, um, we had quite a few injuries. So, you know, being a, a leader um, and an older player, you needed to step up and, um, you know, it's, uh, it shows, I guess, for the other players as well, you know, you, you're going to have injuries throughout your careers. You just have to deal with it.
0: How excited does that make you, for what you might be capable of this season, given you, you played hampered all of last year? Do, do you think you can hit yet another level this
1: year? Yeah, definitely, I think the first um, two months um, last season I was probably underdone from the actual initial injury. And then when I got fit, you know, I was feeling the best I'd felt um, in my career and, and then it was frustrating. But, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, the way the way we play and the style here. I know I'm going to get chances to score goals. We've got a lot of good attacking players. and. Uh, you know, it's a it's a great team to be a part of, and I, and I think I could, definitely can um, take my game to another level.
0: You probably played a more advanced role last season than, than for most of your careers. Sat a little bit deeper. Will there be more of an onus and emphasis again on you this this season, given you've lost a couple of attacking pieces to? to get amongst the goals and create and a bit more?
1: Yeah, possibly. I think, you know, we've obviously brought in Issa Is, which is he's more of the, the deep playmaker as such. Um, and I'm happy to play whether whether it's as an eight, as a 10, it doesn't make too much of a difference to me. Um, you know, I want to score goals and, um, and I like defending. So whether I'm higher up doing that or, or deeper, it doesn't make too much of a difference. I think I, I'll still try and play the same way.
0: So Issa will play at the eight but you're wear the 8. Uh, how hard did he try to get his old number back off you?
1: Yeah, he, he sent me a, um, a WhatsApp voice message um, asking about it and, um, yeah, I, I completely understand for him. Um, I just said, you know, obviously I, I want to wear it. I don't feel, um, you know, not that I have anything against him, but, you know, I just felt like it was a really respectful thing the way he did it and, um, you know, the same way I did back to him and, and there was no hard feelings. It's, it's just a number at the end of the day.
0: Can I just go back to your injury step? This bandage,
1: is that separate? That's I good read it was high on your leg? Yeah, so the, I guess it doesn't matter, everybody knows. But yeah, so I'm wearing a shin guard essentially on where the crack was. Um, So I don't want to wear it, but the physios are making me wear it um, in case I do get another knock on it and the bone's not fully healed. So it's more precautionary. um, And it's, I think last season, all the commentators thought it was a calf strain that I was playing with, which don't think that's possible to do but <laughs> um, yeah it's precautionary and, and hopefully I'll take it off it, at some point. But you might play the first couple of games it? Well. Yeah yeah I think they've advised you know probably just in case you do get a knock on it it's better for it it's just uh, probably more uncomfortable for me but um, probably if it's going to save me breaking my leg it's a, a smarter thing to do. How long have you been back in full training? Uh, this has been my second full week. So I've been, I was probably running for four weeks prior to that, um, just reloading everything. You know, the leg felt fine, but it was probably more the other muscles that were feeling it. Um, and now I feel really good. I feel, um, I feel sharp, um, but I've still got, you know, a good, good amount of conditioning to get into me in these next two weeks before round one.
0: How, How much have oh, sorry, sorry, you, was... you and Craig lent on each other in the rehab process?
1: Yeah, a, a lot, I guess, you know, we've actually had quite a few players that have been injured. Um, they're all fit now which is important the most important time is um the season starting and they're all fit so we've um you know we've had some really tough sessions and, and mentally being an athlete you know your, your biggest struggles come when you're injured Um so it's been disappointing, but we've tried to push um, ourselves as much as possible and any of the younger players as well to try and teach them, you know, just because you're injured and not on the field, you know, you still work as hard as possible. So when you do get back, you know, you're at your best possible fitness levels. And um, and I think they've seen that, which is, um, I guess, a positive thing in a, a negative situation for myself and Craig. Where do you think the team's at, Steph? A bit, a bit of this turnover, some good and some not as good results in the pre-season. Where, yeah. What do you rate where you're at? Yeah, it's really, it's really hard to tell um, because we've only played NPL teams. We played Brisbane on the weekend and we, I guess he had a poor result-wise because we lost. Um, but I think the best thing about that game was we could, we could actually see where we needed to work on things in these last two weeks. And, and no disrespect to the NPL teams, but it's a different level. So you get away with uh, you know, not pressing right or your positioning because they don't actually exploit you. Where against Brisbane, they're going to do that. And I guess you play against a Melbourne City-like. At the top of the team uh, league teams, and they're going to probably punish you even more. So it was a good, good hit out for us to actually see where we need to improve on. Um, but I, I believe we've got a really capable squad of, you know, pushing pushing the best teams the same as what we did last season. And um, you know, I always believe, you know, when I go out there that you know we can beat any team. Um, we've got good enough players to do so, and we've got some really young, exciting players coming through as well, and they'll get a chance to show that. What's that mix like? With the like, it seems like there is. A bunch of blokes that are thirty-five, a bunch of blokes that are twenty, and then just a couple of you in the middle. What's that? That mix like? How does it all gel together? Yeah, it's it, it's. But it's. I guess we don't really um, think about it too much because everyone gets along really well. You know, the older guys are you know are quite young at heart, and and some of the younger ones are maybe a little bit more mature, and, and some are not so much. But. Um, I think you know we get along really well um, and I think the most important thing is having those experienced guys you know they haven't played for this long without being quality players but also good people and I think you know their experience you know to myself even being only 26 um, but then to help the younger players out is uh, is great for them so when they actually come in they can be probably more mature than another 18 year old at a different club so it's, um, it's a, good, a good mix and the young players have have been leaning on the older players i think for advice which is important um and they've been taking it on board so it's a it's a great opportunity you know the the club's always said they want to play young players and i think it's becoming i guess a bit of a destination club for young players in south australia um, and i'm sure plenty of players around the league would love to play for the club um, as a youngster
0: Steph, you set the bar really high last year semi-finals can this group? Yeah, you know, match that. Do you think you can go better? It's yeah, as I say, you're coming up a big year, it's, uh, it's always hard to replicate. Finish top
1: four. Yeah, I, I, I guess you know we um, we know what we're capable of because majority of the team is the same. You know, we're not going to change too much in the way we play. So, I, I think we we showed in that middle part of the season we won six or seven in a row and we're beating the best teams in, in the league. You know, we beat, beat City, we beat Sydney. Um, it was just our our best was really good and our worst probably. Um, wasn't good enough. Um, And those top teams, they're consistently um, a bit better. And that's what we really want to work on this year is is making sure that when we aren't at our best, um, you know, we still grind out games and win games. And and I think this group has matured. um, And I'm really, I guess, yeah, excited about the prospects because a top four finish I think is a, a realistic outcome for us. And once you make it there, you know you win. A couple of games. The the finals is a bit different year with the format. So top two is obviously a bit more of an advantage. But you know, top four, I think you've got a really good chance in in winning it from
0: there. Can I ask you one question about Cassini Yengi? I heard him described recently as potentially the most exciting footballer of any code in Australia. Just with his speed, his
1: skill, his
0: strength to hold off defenders. Do you see him that way? How, how, tell us a little bit how you see him. Could he be that player that expected it's going
1: to you know, maybe take you to a tight? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you look at him, you look at his physique. Um, he's, he's athletic, he can run, he can jump, he's, he's quick, he's got good feet. Um, but it's about, you know, p- kind of putting that all together because potential is one thing, but actually going out there and, and you know, scoring goals and working hard defensively and learning as a player is, is probably the, the stage he's at. Um, so he has that potential, I believe. I, I don't know if I'm going to say he's the most exciting prospect. I don't know all the other codes that well, um, but you know, if I'm a centre back, I wouldn't want to be marking him because he he's a handful, and you know, he's a very confident young young player as well, um, which everyone's seen, which I think is a great um, asset for him. Um, and now it's just making sure that he puts in the work because his um, yeah his attributes are a top-notch and I would love to be as big and as quick as him, that's for sure.
0: Is that the biggest question mark this season? Converting chances? You've created a lot last year, but probably since Bruce, the club hasn't had that 20, 18, 15, 20 goal a season player. Is that the biggest question mark for you guys?
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, your striker, you're hoping they do score, you know, that 15 to 20 goals. And um, and Cassini, I think he's got a lot of goals in him. It's just about making sure that he um, obviously puts them away. And, and then you've got the likes of Craig Goodwin, Ben Haller, and myself, Mo Toure as well. So, you know, we we probably won't have a Jamie McLaren that's scoring 25 goals, but I think we've got three or four players that can score, you know, seven to 12 goals, which is a pretty um, threatening front three or four. And it's exciting. And, um, you know, like you said, we need to take the chances. I think we got into the final third a lot last year and it was that final pass, that final cross, um, which we needed to work on. So once we, I guess, connect and, and do that, then, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of goals for our attacking players
0: talk about how the group's matured. Um, as a leader, how proud have you been of, of not just Josh, but the club as well and, and, and the global response that it's received over the last week or so?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's unbelievable. I guess it goes to show, you know, everyone at Adelaide, um, new players that come here straight away, they always mention how good the culture is and it's an easy thing to say, um, but you can understand now by Josh um, coming out with what he's done is not an easy thing to do in sport because he's the first footballer or current footballer to obviously do it that's playing. So it goes to show he feels comfortable in that setting. Um, and that's from the players, the coaching staff, the admin staff and um, it's a it's a big thing that the club's really tried to reset. In the last couple of years is the culture, not saying it wasn't good, but you know how can we make it better? How can we make people feel comfortable off the field so that they can perform perform on it. And, and it's an easy thing to say, it's a hard thing to do and, and I think we've done that um, within the group and you'll see players playing at their best. You know, Josh is now um, hopefully going to be playing even better than what he was before um, because he's feeling a lot freer and more comfortable within the group. And and it's just a great, um, you know, it's a great message that he's brought out that, you know, it doesn't matter about who you are as a person. You know, football is for everyone. um, And and it was really exciting as a teammate to see, uh, you know, the likes of Pogba and Rashford and uh, Jurgen Klopp the other day. It's gone viral. and so it should, so it's really exciting. Can I just ask one more, just generically? Sort of sounds like a Channel 10 question, really, but just with the, the free to air um, A League this year and all the soccer and everything getting a lot more airtime, does it feel like to you that, that there's a bit more of a buzz around Australian? football this year than there has been in recent years or is that just on the outside? No, I, I 100% agree. I think the, the quality of footballs always been good in the A-League but the, the message from the media I guess is what you know people hear and see the most if they're not actually watching the game. So if there's all this negativity around it, people aren't thinking it's going well where now it's been so positive. Uh, I think the ads that have come out from Channel 10 have been unbelievable. The Melbourne Cup was on and straight away after the Melbourne Cup, there's the A-League ad and the Matildas were on the other night, the Socceroos are going to be on. And it just gives people, um, I guess, more no- knowledge of when the games are on. So they're like, oh, I really do want to go to that. And as a player, you know, it's um, it's exciting because you want to be playing in stadiums that are full. You want to be um, coming out to events like this at schools where kids actually know who you are, um, not just two or three of the players, but they know everyone um, so they can look up to us. And uh, it's unbelievable so far. And I think all players are really excited about what's to come with this season with Channel 10. And it's, yeah, it's going to grow the game. Um, a lot bigger than what it has been in the past. Quick one from me, Stefan, just um, about training here at St Peter's. How, how great has it been this morning? Yeah, it's always nice to come out to, to schools and clubs and especially here at St Peter's. It's a great facility and they've been very welcoming to us and we understand. Obviously, the groundsmen um, want to keep the pitch in good condition and um, hopefully we haven't destroyed it too much. But it's uh, yeah, it's great to, I guess, come to see school kids here in school hours and um, and hopefully now they're all going to be coming to a round one game or round two game at home and um, to create that buzz around football which is what's needed so it's, uh, it's exciting.